Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jeremy, and you're watching episode number three of Backstage Career, the podcast where I interview the people that are working behind the scenes with some of the biggest entrepreneurs and creators out there. For this episode, I'm talking to my good friend Gerald, otherwise known as G-Money. He used to work with me at Impact Theory, and he was Tom Bailey's main copywriter. A couple of things we talk about in this conversation. Number one is Gerald's Twitter strategy that he used to get his foot in the door at Impact Theory. Number two, why Gerald worked for free for six months and how that eventually got him a full-time position at Impact Theory. And number three, the biggest lessons that Gerald learned from working with Tom Bailey as well as some of his other mentors. I included the timestamps below if you feel like skipping ahead. And without further ado, let's get started. Cheat code. If you want to uh, work for your mentor, right? A lot of mentors are either explicitly or implicitly signaling to you how to get in the room with them like it's it's like if they have a quote-unquote personal brand like either in tom's case where it's like here's what to say (laughs) and you know what i mean like uh or somebody else who's like you know you just watch you do your your research and like it's only a matter of time before you realize oh that's something that they want and there's a gap between where they are and like just like every other human being on the planet, you know, there's a there's a gap between where they are now and where they want to be. So if you can help them close that gap, guess what? That is value like that. Yeah. That's how value gets created. So that that's really the uh, observation that I had at the time. And that's I started writing their emails, you know, how, how do you reach out? Um, like, did you notice that their emails weren't that good and then just reply to the email or did you kind of do some digging to like try to reach out to the person in charge of the emails? I still have, I still have the Twitter message. Oh, this is gold. David did the same thing on the the last episode. Yeah. I'll I'll share it. I'll share it. I'll share it with you right now. Um, here's what the play by play, right? Uh, discovered the Tom Bilyeu personal brand actually on a podcast called I love marketing. Uh, so unrelated to impact theory, I think it was still, he did that when he was still at quest because I remember resonating with a lot of the mission behind that company. And I also like literally got monthly boxes of quest bars, blueberry muffin flavor (laughs) delivered every month. So then I, heard him on impact theory and i was like oh this is a new thing and oh it's media and oh like it, it was just like all these light bulbs went off and i was like this is cool so they weren't sending emails at the time they uh i mean i think it was tom was sending his like personal email occasionally right uh but there was no newsletter there was no hey uh new episodes up like head over and check it out. Right. So I was like, I'm a, I'm a fan of the show now officially. Like I've watched the show and I like it. I've subscribed, uh, just reverse engineering what somebody else might think. I was like, I might like to know when a new episode comes up in my email. So that was the, uh, impetus behind that. And so what I did was I said, all right, I'm like, talk about, massive action when, when the, when the thing is right, right. When you're like really 
intrinsically motivated by uh, some, like some entity, it, it it makes it easy to get to work, right? So yeah. like I think that very same day, it was only like a day or two that I spent really focusing on how to craft these emails. You know, you've got to consider the brand voice, etc. Um, and so that's what I did. I wrote like I think I wrote like five or six like practice emails for them. Let's see if I still have it. So, um, I wrote these emails for them and I, what I did was I looked for the channel where there was the least amount of traffic. So I, I mean, it wasn't a super complex strategy. It was like, all right, like this dude's got like a hundred million followers on Instagram or whatever, like, but only, uh, you know, seven followers on Twitter. I'm going to go through Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Even, even if it's not used as much because, yeah. you know, I have a 1000 million percent better chance of being seen. Right. Smart. Uh, so that's what I did. I, like, I, I think the, the least traffic channel was Twitter for Tom. And I said, Hey Tom, I hope this message will reach you. I wrote you a brief letter about how I can add value to impact theory for free for the next 90 days in exchange for knowledge and connections. If it is not the best letter, and this is, I think the key is like, it's gotta be, it's gotta hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's gotta it, stand it out. Like it can't be like, will you mentor me? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it can't be like, Flaccid. It can't be this like lackluster, like, uh, you know, it, it, you can't lob it. It's got to be like a, a, your best pitch, right? Because you only get one. So that's good. Or not necessarily, but why not make it your best, right? So I said, if it is not the best letter of its kind you have ever read, I'll give the charity of your choice $500. It's on Medium here. And then I link to it. I hope you'll read it, enjoy it, and have a legendary day. That's then, strong. That's strong, man. So, yeah. So the idea... Zero friction, too. Just straight to... It's not like, oh, like, uh, can I write your letter? Not even asking. It's just like, here's the letter. It's it's done already. Here's the newsletter. I just read a great quote for business that said, give away the ship, sell the sale. And so... In any relationship that you start, if you're looking for a mentor, like any relationship, like safe bet, value first, value first, value first. Like just like giving something up front and and really like, you know, in this case, it was like I, I was hoping that he would say yes, not because like I was like. My, my, my real motivation was like, I just want to be involved with this thing that I'm excited about. Like, I think it's really, you know, I think it's really cool. The, the whole thing from like the matrix, like all of these things, like, um, the thesis that humans adopt disruptive information through narrative is absolutely true. Right. Um, and this is really a case study for that. So let me see if I still, and boom, yeah, here's, so here's the letter. And I mean, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's a, it's a five minute read. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I could even like send it to you if it's, if it's helpful. Yeah, we can put that in the show notes. Cool. So 
but but the headline is basically message for Tom Bilyeu, how to make impact theory even better. And then, I mean, I do some fancy stuff with like open loops and like, you know, like classic copy stuff. Uh-huh. But the, the basic pitch is, hey, uh, you guys should do email. And I, you know, I, but it's, it's like, you know, emotional proof based logic. Um, and then the, the PS is, is the whole value frame where it's like, Hey, 90 days. And this is following Tom's script for, um, how to work for your, for your mentors. Right. Um, so I had that letter and then in that letter I had, uh, a link to a Google doc with five, like sample emails. So, I mean, you're talking about like, I'm not still not giving an ask yet. I'm just saying, Hey, um, check out what this might look like. Right. And then not, not even after the third link is it, do they have to like make a decision? Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and sure enough, I think it was like that same, Oh no, it was, it was a week later, May 16th, 2017 (laughs) for, for the record. Um, and then he said, we're, we're good to go. Like, I mean, you know, what did he he say? Exactly. He said, all right, homie, you have my attention. Very (laughs) impressive. I think your $500 is safe. I'm very interested to continue this conversation. And then, uh, you know, I had my contact info in there. So at the time, the director of marketing, uh, agent Smith, Jared Smith, uh, Smith reached out and, um, and then I, you know, that's, that's really how I got, that's how your foot in door. That's how, yeah, I, I was writing emails from New York, uh, for them, but it was, it was really through that, that, you know, I was, um, it certainly made the actually working at impact theory later on, uh, at least the application process much uh lower resistance right which i i really like i didn't have a plan i didn't have a plan like okay i'm going to enter because it would have made sense for me to just like go straight there after doing the internship i literally got on a call with with tom uh like one of those like 15 minute uh you know skype sessions Mm -hmm. where um after it, it was after I think like six months or something that I had been writing the, the emails just because I like enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Um, so that, y- you weren't getting paid, right? For six no. months, you're you, you're just writing them the email like weekly emails for free. Yeah, and this is kind of uh, a funny thing. Like I was not getting paid there, and meanwhile I was charging like ten G's for like sales rep letters. Or, or you know for businesses that um yeah businesses in the specific niche uh that i was working in and when it came time to sort of like transition over to hey would you like freelance for us or whatever it was like i didn't have a accurate map of like how to charge for just like doing a newsletter so and and i mean i I was once again at this weird sort of uh trajectory where i was like all right i i like direct response because you can like you can make good money but there were parts of it that i didn't like as much 
Um, but I still went with it because I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, make, I'll make extra, whatever, like, you know what I mean? Um, so that's a, you, you know, that's a whole long, long story, but, um, it, you know, it, it, it was, it was really, uh, an enjoyable experience to, um, to intern there. And it wasn't even a, like, I wasn't asking for a formal mentor mentorship. So maybe, I don't know if that's, I don't even know how you would ask for a formal mentor mentorship. It seems kind of like odd, odd to me, I guess. Yeah. You, I mean, usually it's like, it's kind of like indirect from that's, that's why I'm th- I think this model of like working for the people you look up to is such a good model, right? Cause like no, no successful, like, no person that has any success whatsoever has like time to just like give you advice for free. <laughs> you know? And so like working for that, like, like you said, like bridging, like helping them bridge the gap from like where they are to where they want to be is like the best way. Yeah. Like helping them reach their goals um, is going to make them want to help you reach yours. Right. Um, but what's what's fascinating is you did that for six months. You you weren't paid. Um, I'm I'm wondering like what were you getting out of the relationship? Like was it were you develop like I'm sure you're developing your skills that might have been one thing. Another thing is maybe the impact. Uh, so I'm just curious like what because um, it doesn't seem like at this point they're planning on paying you at any point right or bringing you full on full time. Um, so what was the long game or what were you getting out of that, uh, internship? Yeah. No, that's, that's a great observation. And I would say uh, part of that is true. Uh, but part of it is, is not because at the time I was really operating off of pure intuition, pure intuition in the sense of, I just had a feeling that this was the right direction to go in. Uh, and I didn't have really a, I didn't have a plan to speak of. If I had a plan, I would have, uh, said, okay, I'm going to do this for 90 days. I'm going to wow them. And then I'm going to, uh, you know, pitch for a job or I'm going to, um, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm like, I didn't really have a plan though. I, my plan was, um, I like what this guy is saying. It really resonates with me. Uh, and one of the things that he sort of talks about and pe- people in general talk about is like, you are the aggregate of the five people you spend the most time with, right? Like the average, whatever. So I was like, all right, like if I spend more time on this content, processing this content, uh, it's going to add value to me. And I, you know, uh, once I really, in all honesty, I wasn't really developing my skills anymore because it was, I mean, granted I I was, I was learning in more amorphous ways than really targeted. Like, okay, I'm going to learn how to write emails in a way that convinces people to buy things or this or that. It was more so like I was processing the content of the show, right? And going through lots of personal development content at a time where that was extremely 
useful to me. Uh, and I didn't have a plan for doing anything with that. I was just like, this is like, I intuitively understood, okay. Um, learning from these people on the show is, uh, is great. And then, uh, it certainly felt good to be working on something that like was contributing to a community that I was part of and, and passionate about being part of. Right. Uh, and that was really the extent of the value I was getting from it. It was like, I, I like the show. Uh, I, I'm not getting paid to like watch the show and, and write about it. Uh, but I am like, I get to, I get to like work on my craft while being involved with something I'm like psyched about. And Jared was super cool. Like I, I really liked him right off the bat. Um, I think, yeah, I remember, uh, like getting Will and Chase's email address, like Will, you know, uh, and Chase at Impact Theory, not to, nobody docks them or anything, <laughs> but, um, and, and just feeling like, you know, a, t a testament to how, um, like one of Tom, I think his, like sort of one of the things that I think he is not. You, you don't consciously recognize is that one of the skills that he has is uh, the creation of community. Very powerful skill that is not something that you can easily articulate, but is something that is felt and experienced, right? And so in that sense, it was the value that was added to me and really still is. In, in a lot of ways, uh, it was the sense of community, uh, and being a part of that, right? Something that I think it's probably, especially with the internet, one of the highest and most valuable, uh, skills, uh, entities, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and like, there's no playbook for it. There's no, you know what I mean? So, um, for what that's worth, I know that's a tangent, but that's, that's really what I was getting out of it, uh, and, and really enjoying and, and still do, you know, I mean, like we're on this call because of, uh, that thing that, you know, that experience, that feeling, whatever you want to call it, uh, that is difficult to describe with words, but is very much an experience that happens over time hmm. from, you know, the moment where you sort of discover the content, the universe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's what I was getting out of it. So you, you do this for six months. Um, seems like you don't have any plans of like transferring this into like a full-time position at the time. Right. Well, um, no, because I was, I was also still in this mode of feeling nervous about like moving to a new city on my own. Uh, I didn't have, I knew at the time I didn't have the social skills to, uh, like, you know, it's weird to talk about social skills as like something you develop. Cause it's like, are you a person? What are you <laughs> like? But, uh, that, that's something I had to work on, mm -hmm. uh, before I could 
confidently move to a new city and like walk into a room and be like, I can, Oh, I can make friends here. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so no, I, I, my plan was like move toward the thing that, uh, like excites you, uh, you know, it it feels good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it, it, it was very gut level, not, yeah, not this, right? Not like, okay, month seven, high transition into nothing like that. It felt right. Um, after six months, though, I think you, you stopped, right? You stopped writing the newsletter. What, what happened at that point? Well, at that same time, like I mentioned, I was doing these sales letters and I was looking for like, okay, how do I level this up? And I didn't really know that really the, the, the only way I could reasonably figure out, uh, was, all right, I'm going to work at this company that is a huge player in direct response. And I'm going to like their top copywriter makes like a million dollars, like literally a million dollars a year. I'm blown away uh, by how much copywriters make. It's crazy. Yes. I mean, cause I mean, you're effectively uh, a salesman mm. who can scale his sales message, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm I'm going to do this. And I guess the reason why I felt like I could do that, it's interesting. Like, I, I did actually have to move to a new city. It was closer. It was Baltimore, Maryland. And I was like, yeah, I, I just sort of felt like that was the next natural step for uh my career had a great situation where they hook you up with a house uh like flatmates they you know like everything's kind of taken taken care of for you so that you can you know focus on your craft etc bro i'm telling you i was there two weeks uh and after i think the first five days i was like there's a time to go hard and suffer through and push through because on the other side there is the promised land and then there is a time to run away <laughs> to to go in the opposite direction and and it's purely a personal thing like you you can only know from either either projecting yourself out or actually experiencing it mm-hmm. so once again to use a uh, Tomism I had to stare nakedly at my inadequacies. I had to really reflect on where I was going and change course to reach a point to, to reach a point where I was moving in the right direction. And I I sort of like took an inventory and I, I mean, I hope this is useful to someone who, who is maybe in a, in a sort of like career change moment, searching for, uh, a mentor or, you know, a potential career situation that will be more fulfilling to them. I actually looked at, not at my career at the time. Cause I was like, all right, once again, I wasn't thinking specifically about impact theory, but I was thinking about what do I not want at that point? Mm-hmm. Um, cause that was, I, I knew I was in it and I knew that moving away from that was going to be more useful to me, uh, than any, really anything else. Um, at the same time, I, I still had relationships with, 
like my previous freelance client. So I knew I kind of had like a pillow. And so I was like, you know what? I've been, I've been scared. Uh, and like, the, I guess it was kind of difficult for me to admit this to myself, but I was like, I've been scared. Uh, I, I've felt like a little worm. Uh, I felt, um, like I was incapable of doing things like that. I really dreamed about like four hour work, not like the, Hey, I only work four hours, but like the traveling and like having new experiences and putting myself outside of my comfort zone. And so I resolved, I was like, I can't go down this, um, this path of like just being this, this copywriter thing. I still, you know, was, was passionate about the craft, et cetera writing all these things but like I, I knew that that direction specifically wasn't right for me and so I was like I'm gonna do the solo travel thing and I'm gonna do it now I'm gonna do it so that I'm not gonna be talked out of it like I'm buying a ticket to somewhere and I'm just gonna I, I the, the ultimatum I gave myself it was like a taste right I wasn't like I'm gonna travel the world for five years and be a vagabond uh with lots of holes in his pants no it wasn't like that i solely said i'm gonna try this out for three days uh and if i don't like it i can go back home uh, i'll you know go back either to my parents place or whatever uh and if i do i'll i'll go for as long as i like it right that was the basic gist and so the nugget in there, I would say that, that I've kind of come back to a number of times is like, it's okay to do an experiment. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and furthermore, I would say it's actually better to do, uh, to make a little bet, to do a small experiment like that. Granted, you could say, Oh my God, it's so big. Cause you're like going abroad. Well, sometimes there's no other way to do the thing you want to do than to do it. Right. Face the beast. Yeah. Face the beast. So that's what I that's what I did. And I settled on Santiago, Chile, because I was like, well, I'm never it's like I'm never going to go to Chile. <laughs> that was my logic. Dude. I was like, never going to like pl like who who in the grand scheme, like I knew, OK, I could go to France. Right. But like I'm going to go to France. Like, you know what I mean? Like France is like a tourist. But I was like Santiago, Santiago, Chile. That's random AF. So I was like that. That sounds pretty cool. And I'm I'm just going to like give it a shot for, for, and I booked a hostel for three days. So how long were, did you travel? Well, I traveled for at that point, six months. And then, and you were working during this time, Mexico, uh, during that time, I really got lucky and actually connected with someone who is another mentor of mine, uh, named Mike G, uh, shout out to Mike G and it was, it was just like we, we had developed a relationship from meeting at a conference at a marketing conference, like months, months before I worked at that company in Baltimore. And, um, it's, it just, it literally happened. Talk about a, like, if there are ever like signs from God that, uh, guide you along your path. It was as I was leaving the company in, in Baltimore, uh, I am scrolling. I'm not even scrolling through Facebook. I think it's like the first thing that pops up and it was a uh, we're hiring, um, thing 
post. And it was with him who I had a relationship with already. So I DM'd him on Facebook, like literally that same day and was getting processed by HR to have this, um, uh, like I became a copy chief, which is somebody who like oversees copywriters and like help you, you know, like, like project manager kind of for, for copywriters. Yeah. For, for copy, for promos, etc. And so I was doing that job while, uh, while I was like kind of exploring the, um, yeah, exploring the South. Damn. And you connect with that guy at a conference. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, conferences, it, I guess it depends on once again, like choosing the person who is hosting it or the brand that's hosting it. Cause they're really a mixed bag, but this one in particular worked out and, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I chalk it up to complete dumb luck that it happened that way. Like, I suppose I could have been freelancing too. Like I would have just gone back to my other, but this was really, uh, in a way, uh, the next step up in, in my career. Uh, and I finally, in a sense, had somebody who was giving me another paradigm shift, mm. uh, like another way to look at the world, which is, really i think one of the greatest values of of mentors is in my personal belief system uh is not even just the experience of of working with them or like oh you get to name you know like name drop oh i work with so and so like that stuff is pales in comparison to the paradigm shifts that they offer you in how you view the world and how you view your position in the world, uh, in, in what you can achieve, etc., in what's possible for you. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was happening, uh, all this time, really all this time living in Mexico city kind of had my ducks in a row for all the goals that I had had, uh, leading up to it. Like I was like, man, I'm doing the four hour work week thing to some XN, I wasn't really, I wasn't an entrepreneur by any stretch of the imagination. Like I was employed, had, you know, my schedule set for me basically mm -hmm. knew what I was up to, but you know, I was like hitting the gym regularly, uh, not to be crass, but like my, my Tinder situation was, uh, on lock. Like I, I was really like for all intents and purposes, I was good to go. Um, nice. but I was still like sort of lacking this excitement about what I was doing and still a fan of it. And then saw that they were hiring a copywriter. Um, and that's, you know, that's when I was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and that's when I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to give this everything I got. Like I focused in on it again. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to write up a, and like by then also I had more experience so I was like, I can really, uh, add some value here. Like I had the confidence level that I could like do this because I had taken that sort of experiment and traveled to Chile, uh, and like done the solo travel thing on my own. I, I had developed the social skills that I had the confidence to move to LA and I knew like, 
as long as everybody is like not a psychopath, I'm going to make good friends. And like, lo and behold, like that, you know, that manifested in large part because those sort of intangible skills that, you know, I don't know how you read a, you can read a book like charisma on command or something like that. Right. Yeah. To, to develop that, but you have to put it into practice too. So because of that, uh, leading up to that, I was, I was able to ship out. Isn't it wild that like you can be like trying to figure out your situation for like the longest time, but then when you see the right opportunity, like, you know, it almost that second, you're like, like, this yeah. is it. it, it Cause I, it was exact. I mean, the bit, like any big moves I've made, it was like exactly the same thing. Like whenever you no. figured it out, it's like, it's very fast to say, it's like, Oh, this is it. <laughs> it's like, this is the yeah. missing piece of the puzzle and it matches, you know? Yeah. No, that was, that was absolutely. And it was that to such a degree that once again, I was like, if you know, when you know something is right, uh, I really believe wholeheartedly that, uh, you need to address it as if it's as if there are multiple universes and you want to make this thing happen in every last one of them. Mm -hmm. Right. So like remove all shadows of all doubts that if your desired outcome is like working and living in LA and, and that like, bro, when I tell you like the thing that Tom said to me, once again, like if you really want something to happen, but there are in, in any gap, there are obstacles that you have to overcome. Right. And those obstacles in a sales situation, which if you're trying to sell yourself to a mentor, not to make it sound as sexual as that sounds, but uh, if you're trying to sell yourself to uh, a mentor, you really are in a sales situation, right? You're in a situation where you, you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm like on the product and this is the, this is right for you. So when I got on that call with Tom, I was like, yo, I'm in Mexico City. And he's like, what? <laughs> he was like, why? Like, all right, whatever. Um, and of course, the first objection that comes up is like, yeah, it, it's like a lot of um, puts a lot of pressure on the uh, relationship if you move here and then it doesn't work out. And like, you know, right off the bat, like an obvious objection, right? Like, so of course, my my thing was uh, reversing that, of course, like handling that right away. Um, you know, the getting that inf- interview was pretty easy because I had interned there. I had now developed experience where I was like, frankly, overqualified for the job because I had trained other writers. I had like, you know, but I once again, it didn't matter because I was passionate about the thing. And so. All that transpired and he was like, all right, well, we'll try to set up a Skype interview with the team. And I was like, great. And I knew I, I like once again, going off of feeling, I was like, I can't put my best me across in a Skype interview. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go to L.A. And I like once again, an experiment. I'm just going to go. I think I set my time for like five days and I'm going to say, hey, I, I, uh, I, I remember messaging June, who was like the chief of staff. Right. And I was like, hey, I'm in L.A. like for the next five days visiting my cousin, um, which I think I did end up visiting. I can't remember if I. And but like the purpose of going there was, of course, like without being a, like a weird 
cycle like hey i'm outside your house you know like i was like uh basically hey i'm i'm in la and i'd love if if you guys have a moment to chat more and so you know that's just the idea there being that like i knew it was right like i I really wanted it and i had to make it so that in uh universe e squared to the 27th power it was happening there you know what i mean like it was happening everywhere so Mm -hmm. uh so that yeah so i went for it and sure enough the you know i was like this is awesome like i I remember i met all all the guys there all all the um everyone and it, it i i got a great impression and uh sure enough got the got the gig and so, um, like I said, you get the job. What are what are the biggest what are the biggest things you got from? I think you stayed there a little under a year, right? Um, yep, yeah, about yeah, about nine months. Um, okay, so yeah, what did I get out of it? Um, it's funny. This is not something I have cataloged. Uh, but I've gotten something out of literally every career move I've I've ever had, right? Whether it's what not to do, uh, I'm not going to say who it was, but like one, I remember one of my bosses literally said the words, what we want is to charge as much as possible doing as little work as possible. <laughs> like I literally had like advice like that imparted on me because of some of the places that I've worked in the past. That's hilarious. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, it was, that was not Tom <laughs> who, who, you know, who said that nor, nor was it Mike G or, or Kevin. It was like sort of, uh, in my, in my prior life of, um, quasi manual labor, but, um, which I guess, Hey, if you're doing manual labor, maybe that's the MO, but, uh, no, with uh, with IT, the real—I mean, dude, I'm I'm gonna be a broken record here, but Tom's ability to create community uh, and, and bring people together—that uh, initial thing that I was un- actually unaware of and just felt like, oh, I'm I'm like, I like this. I'm, I'm I feel like a connection to what he's saying. Uh, the real value that has perpetuated from that, I mean, definitely our friendship, friendship with, uh, Will, Johnny, Chase, Sam, I mean, the list, you you know what I mean? Like the people in that, that I met in the company, um, it was such a, uh, big difference. Like the relationship I have with you guys as opposed to like um, spe- specifically uh, like when I was down in Baltimore and, and like all like great people that, that I met, but like not uh, not like long term friendships, you know, hmm. um, I did. I did. I, I was fortunate in, in a lot of situations to like make make friends and f- like people that I'm still really close with. Um, so I guess when it comes to that. Uh, it's once again, it's like when you look at a mentor, it's like, look at who they're surrounded by too. And if you can see yourself getting along with that, you know, the culture of the company that you work within, it 
is so important. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, can't I, I can't stress enough um, how how important that is, and also uh, for me personally, especially at that time, um, how really ideal um, the culture in impact theory was uh, for like. I was dead set for, for years on like, I'm going to work remotely. Uh, I'm going to travel. I'm going to do what I want. Like you, you, for most any other situation, you, you'd need a, uh, you know, some, some serious firepower to get me to work in a quote unquote office. And so, or like even in a singular place. And so, um, you know, the, the culture, uh, uh, at impact theory definitely made that worth it and then just purely from a mentorship standpoint yet again one of the things that is i think super important uh is at least some form of of narrative so the thing that really made me feel a connection with tom is like his narrative kind of matches mine like and not only in like what he was saying before he started working uh really his his career but being a copywriter and then becoming CMO and then becoming the, the CEO, I was like, okay, like that's an outcome that sounds like would be a enjoyable process, a fulfilling process. For mm-hmm. me, right. So that's really what I was, I was after, uh, was okay. I want to shadow this guy and, and make that transformation. And if, if you know anything about Tom Bilyeu, it's that, like, there's one thing, in addition to creating community, uh, it's like he's a transformer, AF, right? Like uh, in in uh, you know mentally, physically, etc. So I was like, I, I can get after that. Like that's something that I, I know I can learn a lot from. So, bro, like when I tell you, like uh, I watch people like hawk when when I am interested in them. And so like when I tell you, like I was watching how that dude makes his eggs. <laughs> like I was looking at how that dude makes his eggs. Like, you know, like literally like just shadowing, just, just like tr- trying to, uh, they say imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. Like I was, that's basically what I was like. All right, I'm going to start as a copywriter and like figure out if there's, um, like figure out if there's, uh, a way like how basically not if there is a way, but like how to, CEO. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's what I like. And I was basically observing, uh, observing that and looking for cues on that. And I, I, I in all honesty, like there, there was definitely some, I, I call it data lossage where like, I don't know that like you can't become a carbon copy of another human being. Right. Um, but you can take what works for you and what what makes sense to you. So that's, in effect, what I did. So in, in terms of observing Tom, like, I mean, it's still things that I, I think about and, and processing. Right. But his ability to create community, communicate, uh, leadership. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I can even down to like some routines that he has that like you know, I saw have an effect, a positive effect through running experiments on myself. 
uh, which sounds way weirder than it has to, but you know, like, <laughs> just like try, you know, like trying a morning routine where I read, like that sounds way less weird than experiments. <laughs> experiments. <laughs> yeah. The, but, so that, that's in effect what, what I was doing. The learning by exper- by observing part is so big. Like for me, that was, that was also the biggest thing. It's like, I have a hard time almost like putting it in words, but yeah. like, Watching someone like that's built a billion dollar business start from scratch and yeah. like build a business from the ground up. Like I think when you and I joined, we were maybe like 15, you know, um, and like watching him build the culture and like make the, like make these decisions that would like alter the trajectory of the company and yeah. uh, watching him like solve like people problems, you know, um, yeah. and like make decisions about like who to hire, who not to hire. Like those are like being there every day, just like being able to like, and he was super open to just like, Oh, you want to sit on this meeting? Like sit on it, you know, just like being able to shadow them that way. It's like, like you were saying before you on a subconscious level, you like, you like integrate it without even knowing it, you know? And like, there'll be things like, um, I was talking about this with David, but there will be like that, like, two, three months after I left Impact Through, I'd be like, something would hit me. It would hit me different. It would be like, I've heard this, like Tom say this, like maybe a thousand times. And, but like this small, like expert, like this small, like experience I just had, um, like, like failing at something or just like having, like making those, some breakthrough happens and you're like, oh, I get it now. I get it, you know? And I think it's like, I think without having witnessed all this stuff like in person, I don't know if those, those realizations would have happened, you know? I would say definitely not. Uh, and I, that's a good observation. Um, it's funny as you were talking, I'm thinking about like in, in nature, mimicry is a observable phenomenon. Like, like birds will mimic different sounds in order to attract mates. Like, uh, I, I saw the other night that there's this caterpillar that mimics the, uh, the scent of, uh, like certain ant larvae to be like, to become a butterfly, like all these weird things in nature that happen. And I think if you look at how humans learn, uh, more than anything else, where, like, what do people say? Like you learn, uh, most of what you, you know, at least uh, in early adolescence from watching your parents, right. From, um, imitation. And so even Tom himself, one of the gems of, uh, his late night talks, right. Where I remember we would be sitting at his, uh, kitchen table in, you know, in the main, in the main room. And he, he was sort of talking about like his transformation going from being hired as a copywriter to, uh, really leveling up, not even like being CMO, but like leveling up in his job, in his career. Uh, this idea that one day he came into work and he stopped thinking about doing his job and started thinking, what would I do if the owners didn't show up today? Right. What would I do if, uh, I was, uh, you know, if, effectively, if I was the CEO of this company and, you know, obviously from there that worked for him, (laughs) you know, that, that worked very well for him. 
because speaking of what that means, what that actually means, what he's talking about is a paradigm shift, right? What he's talking about is a, a breakthrough, like you're saying, where he's going from, and, and this, this is really like a, like on many levels an emotional thing that you have to come to terms with, a, a logical thing, uh, and at least for me has been a real transformation in my own self-confidence, uh, at least with regard to like having skills of economic utility and uh, business, whatever you want to call it is like this this idea that um you have to break out of your identity in a lot of ways uh to reach that next level right to um to think of a situation like you were saying like it you know, maybe two, three months later, uh, because you're in a different position in a different, um, situation, something simple that was said to you months ago can resonate with you in a completely different way. And as you go along, you know, on your, on your career path, hopefully that's happening pretty frequently. Right. Um, and, and the weird thing, I guess, about paradigm shifts and, and breakthroughs is that, uh, they come at a cost. <laughs> that's, that's like, you have to shed some previous idea or belief that you've had thus far. One of my previous beliefs was like, oh, like I, like I can just stick with being a copywriter and I'm going to make a lot of money and be GAF, like I'll, I'll be set. Right. Um, and that was a belief that I had to change based on learning something about myself, right? Learning about uh, where I am best suited in the environment of, uh, you know, of business, of, of society, whatever you want to call it. And so once again, working for Tom forced this paradigm shift on me as well, where I was like, okay, like, you know, when I, when I started working there, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to learn. Uh, it's funny. Like I think a lot of those moments of knowing that we were talking about where, where you're like the action step has crystallized and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Here's how it's going to go. It's going to work out. Boom. Uh, in a sense, that moment of knowing instills with you so much confidence that you don't, <laughs> In, in a way, it's like almost like nature's way of like forcing you to action because mm -hmm. you're not thinking about like the reality is like you're going to have to learn a lot more <laughs> to get to to get and like life is long. You know what I mean? So like when uh, in all honesty, like when I was starting to work for Tom I, I, and at Impact Theory, I was like, in a way, I was thinking like, all right, this is this is like the last step of the journey in, in, in a funny way. You know what I mean? Like um, and maybe once again, like you think that you think along those lines, because if, if something is going to be your, your quote unquote last step or your, or your big step, uh, you kind of go in with, with gusto and like you, you give it, you give it your all as opposed to like hedging, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but the reality was, uh, of course that like, uh, at least for me, it's like, I could only 
carbon copy so much of of Tom onto myself before realizing like I'm a I'm, you know Tom's a different animal <laughs> you know what I mean like um, we all are and so um, the, the great thing about like all the experiences I, I've had thus far with with impact theory is that like you're you're learning about yourself as well as uh learning from a mentor and in a lot of ways it's just fantastic to have an environment where that gets talked about like where that you know what i mean like where that where that gets um kicked around and like you can you have like other mentorships coming in too, like how um for instance, Ray Dalio's principles was incorporated into the uh, the culture there, right? The list goes on and on for the the uh, teachers that you can have, the the mentorships that you can uh, draw from, and um, create your own environment for your you know your career development, your self development, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that that was a, a major a major paradigm shift for me from working with, with Tom and, and at it from being in that environment and really, uh, internalizing that environment. Cause I, I think if there's one thing to take away from like working for a mentor, um, there or, or with a mentor, whatever you want to call it, like, I, like I don't think there is a greater, I mean, just look at evolution, right? There's no greater, um, there's no greater shaper or, um, influencer on your behavior on, on the way that you grow than your environment. Like there, there's just, that's how you adapt is by changing the environment that you're, that you're in. Right. Um, so that, I, I mean, that's, um, yeah, that's a, major benefit to, uh, you know, the time I got from, uh, it so far. Amen. Amen, brother. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think the, for, as far as the culture itself, um, like what the, what encompasses it the most for me is when Tom wrote that, uh, culture document Mm -hmm. and in there, there was a, there's a metaphor that really resonated with me, which was, um, he basically where he was saying that he wanted the environment impact theory to basically be a gym for your own personal development as an employee, you know? Um, and that, that, that resonated so much with me because you have, I mean, you have the content that's like ever present, right? Like we're working on it. You as the copywriter, me as the social media, uh, manager, and like, we're consuming it as, both as consumers and as employees. And at the same time, we're, I mean, we're faced with challenges within the company with our roles and, and, and whatnot. And, and we're applying these lessons that we're learning in real time, right. And improving it and, and seeing the feedback and getting feedback from Tom. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you though, um, neither of us are at impact theory anymore. Um, and so 
you going in, were you expecting, you were saying like, this was kind of like the last step in my, um, at the time when you joined, you were, you were, you were saying that, um, that was kind of like, you saw it as the last step in your evolution, right? Um, mm. were you expecting to stay long-term and, um, and then why, why, why did you leave after, um, eight or nine months? Right. Um, I was, once again, like, it's only now that I've really become a fan of like long-term planning. Uh, because when I went in, it was once, once again, like really like intuition, uh, and the idea of like, okay, I did something that was fulfilling to me before. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I, something I enjoy. When I started working there, uh, I didn't really know. Um, what I did know ultimately was that at the end of the day, I wanted to start something on my own. Um, and like in, in all of the journey that I had had before, uh, this was one of these things that like I knew deeply, but would sometimes cover over in order to like make a step forward. Right. So, I mean, ideally, uh, I would have graduated college and started my own business and been wildly successful at 21 and just crushed it. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't have had to do the past decade of figuring this shit out. <laughs> mm. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? Mm. Wouldn't be, wouldn't it be great if you could just fast forward to, if the character in the movie could fast forward and just get the win <laughs> without having to slay the dragon. Right. I mean, hell yeah. Uh, that, I mean, why not? Uh, of course, because reality doesn't work that way. And so as much as, my end goal, which isn't even a goal. It's just like this sort of concept of like having your own business, this, uh, concept of freedom of, um, you know, self-actualization, whatever that means. And of, uh, all of these things, I wasn't, like I said, that day uh, of graduation from college, uh, I, wasn't even close to being the person that I needed to be in order to do those things. Right. Mm -hmm. So in every step along the way, assuming that my base goal that I, like some, some things I think about self-awareness are your, your, what you realize as you get older is that there have been secrets that you've kept from yourself from who knows how long. Right. And only through, I mean, experience, meditation, uh, real reflexive, uh, reflective, uh, time spent on your own, doing things like traveling, uh, putting yourself in different situations. Do you start to uncover these secrets? Right. I don't, I, I mean, that's at least been my experience. Like I can't say what it's like to be. Jeremy Mary or, or anyone else. But like, I know looking back that on some subconscious level, these were desires that I had 
which I would sometimes press down, right, in order to take, in, in a weird way, to take a step toward those desires, right? Like, in order to, if you're getting mentored by somebody, uh, I, I don't think it's your end goal to, uh, don't get me wrong, like, I, I look at Tom and Mike G and Kevin and people in general, everyone's my teacher, right? Like, I, I can always learn something new from somebody else's experience like that's a kick-ass part of being a human right is that you don't have to uh necessarily slay every dragon you can learn from other people who have done it in different walks of life and incorporate that into your own journey uh so in the context of working for a mentor like at no point was i thinking like in in terms of you know saying my last step etc like it's sort of a fallacy because I wasn't thinking like I'm going to always work for any individual mentor. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't see that as the, um, the highest, the highest pinnacle of like personal development or self-actualization. Maybe it is for, for some people, Mm -hmm. but for, for me personally, working for and with, uh, and under mentors, has been a means to an end, right? Uh, of hopefully someday um, mentoring others, of continuing my personal journey and doing like acquiring the skills to do things that I'm excited about for for myself, for others, and um, in in a way like at least for me personally, what I find really fulfilling is that process now like is the process of not necessarily like like i don't think i will could happen uh but i i don't think i will for instance like encounter somebody's content on youtube and say i'm going to move to a city to work under that person because that you know on one hand it's an experiment that you can do for five days on the other hand i did spend like two years in of my life in, in LA and made like, you know, like a new group of friends, like a lot of my life improved dramatically and, and changed for the better because of it. But like, I don't think that's a sustainable modus operandi, right? Like where you just like go from meant, maybe it is like for a certain portion of your career where you just like, but I'd much rather like, you know, I, I've got a book about Mick Jagger here. I don't need to mentor under Jagger to learn like what he was thinking when he was developing the Rolling Stones. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't need to, uh, you know, I- I've got, uh, David Mamet over here and Yuval Noah Harari. Like, uh, as much as there is value in once again, the environment and, um, being in that culture, my, what I'm most excited about now is really the environment of markets, right? Of like people out in the world and what, what do they value? What do they want? Uh, and how can I give it to them at scale sustainably, uh, across time? Right. Mm. So, but once again, that's something that like I've, I've developed over time through this journey of working under a lot of different people, and I'm still not even close to where I want to get to. Um, 
but I, I've I've sort of um, I guess recontextualized how I learn from mentors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes complete sense. So in other words, you you I mean, it seems like you kind of got everything you wanted to learn out of the experience, right? Out of the the t- your time there. And, and also, I mean, you're ready to start your own company. Yeah, for that time. And I mean, the, once again, the secret here is that like the, the end goal for me has always, that's what it has always been. Um, and so going back to that feeling of knowing, right. Of, of Mm -hmm. like, all right, like it's time to make the move. To, to sort of speak to that, it was really Tom, in a sense, uh, from getting, getting some one-on-one time with him uh, at, at, you know, at a work-related event. It was a Comic-Con, uh, just, just like having dinner and me being more transparent and, and with myself and with Tom about like some of the goals that, that – I've had and like aspirations and not even necessarily goals, but just like feelings and, and inclinations, ideas that I wanted to explore and sort of ironically a lack of certainty about just focusing on, uh, like being the best copywriter I could be at impact theory or like, uh, you know, ascending to another position in in impact theory. It was really, once again, a moment of self-reflection through, through the aid of, and I, I was never like Tom or, or are you my mentor or anything like that? But like through the aid of, of Tom just being a, like a really kind, generous person, uh, who offers advice to, you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, sort of these, these nuggets that he's accumulated along the way through, through his career and his journey, and so like he, he kind of was like, dude, like in so many words when I was, I was telling him like, oh man, like I, I have these, uh, you know, I want like, I want to like make music. I want to get into healthcare. Like it was all this like scattered stuff from like just years of like kind of, um, going through these weird paths, uh, and gathering different reference experiences that I, I didn't feel like I had a place for, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know, like, how do I, how do I like integrate these, these experiences that I've had through, through my life. Right. Uh, and, and express them, uh, in a, in a way that adds value to people. It's mm-hmm. basically like what kind of like what I was saying, uh, to Tom at the time in a very scatterbrained sort of like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> It's like, I, you know, in, in moments of, of uncertainty, uh, it's, it's really just your intuition speaking. And, and then you have to gather those nuggets and say, like, all right, what, what does this stuff even mean? You know, like, am I even making sentences? And, and really, you know, the, the question that Tom posed to me, which was another sort of paradigm shift after saying, like, basically everything under the sun of, like, you know, the things that I'm interested in, what I want to do, etc. Uh, the question he posed to me was like, well, like, what do you have to do to make that happen? 
and it's and simple question it goes back to like it, yeah like classic uh classic like tomism classic you know what i mean like a, a really um i will say a really magnificent and i i think that's a, the right word for it uh aspect of the the culture and just the attitude about life uh that that i picked up from that environment is uh that simple question like whatever you want to to do uh like what do you have to do to make that happen right that's that's so interesting because like we, we were talking about it with david last week like i was asking him what what was his biggest lesson from tom and i was trying my and it's exactly the same um the oh, no bu- no bullshit what would it take like that's the biggest thing i took away from him because yeah. it's like it's such a simple thing but like if you really stop to think of like what that means you know like that you can basically do anything and then the other thing is like if you're willing to pay like are you willing to pay the price you know that's i think bro i think of of avengers like what what did it take everything like (laughs) that's like that's the cautionary tale of that where it's like you don't want to go too far where it's like you throw your daughter down a down a ditch (laughs) you know like down the grand canyon but on the other side uh I, I think there, that there's like uh, there's an equal level of, of beauty on the other side of that. Where like you, I mean, you look at what some people can accomplish uh, by asking themselves that question, uh, and and like those are the stories that ignite the the human spirit. You know, mm. that really, I mean, make make people uh, believe in the impossible. So I mean, that's that's. You know, if it's a, it's almost like one of those things where like, you know what he's going to say, but until he actually says it, it's not real. <laughs> and, so then, true. and then when he does say it, it's like, you're, you know, like, I don't know, like you, your shell, your you have a seizure off or something <laughs> yeah. you know, like you, you know, you know, I got up, I got up from dinner and I was like, you're right. And I ran out of the hotel. Like, obviously that didn't happen, but it, it was, it was soon after that um i really reflected on like okay like once again i gotta i gotta ask myself that question like what do i have to do that to make that happen and um i'm sure i'm sure there was a there is and and was a a path um where i could I, i i mean for some duration of time uh like stay working for for somebody else whether it's tom my g like frankly people that like i've really enjoyed uh working with and, and for um but i mean the end goal when i when i got really 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 real with myself was i inevitably would, would need to uh formulate something outside of uh somebody else's environment yeah that's beautifully put man that's i think it's a perfect place to wrap um where can people find you online uh i'm pretty much invisible right now (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm I'm, uh i'm cool with that I'm, i'm working on a uh art project that people can find online that uh pronounced executive but uh is spelt kind of funny spelt 
X-E-C-V-T-I-V-E. Um, and so that's, you know, I'm, I'm that on all, all the platforms. That, that's interesting. Why, why do you say a, a Nard project? Um, I've always wondered actually about the handle. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It's, uh, it's like, uh, an ongoing, uh, project i I, like i i don't even know what it is honestly like uh art and uh at the same time sort of an experiment yeah i just think it's a fascinating way to put it like um it's kind of in a way it's your personal brand but but you're i know you you've been experimenting a lot um like i think during what during quarantine you were doing like a bunch of tiktok stuff just experimenting experimenting with the platform with youtube as well um so just curious about um feels like more thought like more if of your philosophy behind it you know yeah i mean philosophy definitely plays a big part in it i I mean you know um but if you want to find me that's that's where i'll be i don't really like post any you know what i mean like i'm not super interested in um in social media uh for my for myself um but i i don't know i i I like engaging with people with cool ideas so i you know i'm on all of them and definitely am interested in like um like creative work so it like it's uh, hopefully a repository for um like some some creative work in the future that's that's like the limits of of like uh what you know what it is right now because mm-hmm. like i said like most of my career has literally been like following kind of like this gut instinct of like oh i should do that i should do this i should do that and so um it's only really recently that i've started like actually sitting down and making plans for like you know 7 14 28 years into the future etc and like actually thought about what does it mean to have a personal brand like um and so my first conclusion was well you got to have a really weird handle that people can't spell (laughs) that's step one dev did um that's it for a podcast there you have it i hope you enjoyed that conversation with gerald thank you for listening and until the next episode have a great week